0: For me, that place has been uh, this, the beaches in Thailand. Now, if you don't know, our family got to travel and live overseas a little bit, and so we got to, to go to, these, to some of these beaches. In fact, the, uh, the McCalls that were sent out from the Grove that live in Thailand now, I think I saw something that they got to be at one of those beaches this last week, and I'm, I'm pretty, pretty jealous. Uh, if you've seen pictures of them, you know, they're like the top ten beaches in the world, and they are, they are just incredible, but... The reason Thailand, I mean, they're great beaches. A lot of other places, a lot closer, but in Thailand, I mean, are you guys eating Thai food? I mean, you have any? I mean, even if you don't like Thai food, I promise you, Thai food on the ground in Thailand is absolutely incredible. Uh, spicy papaya salad. I know salad and good don't seem to go together, but I promise you, spicy papaya salad is incredible. Mango sticky rice. Anybody had some mangoes? That's what I'm talking about. So you know, you got mangoes, right? But they get this rice that, like, is sticky. And then this, like, uh, icing that goes over the top of it. And I I know that sounds weird, but I promise you it's incredible. In fact, whenever we would be there, that's all Terry would eat to the point that she would get sick. Not because she didn't like anything else, but she just liked it so much they had it in the airport and so as we were leaving she would always make me buy one last you know and it was horrible in the airport as compared but one last mango sticky rice they got these donuts in uh the malls there i'm not a donut eater but they're different donuts they're like uh, a bunch of dough balls like all stuck together and and they've got this different texture and i could i could just eat my weight in those things i mean so so the food is incredible the uh ain't it, ain't it crazy cheap so so that's another thing if you haven't picked up yet i'm a cheapskate and so uh, so going to a place that it's it's less expensive is awesome for me because i'm like not only did i enjoy that donut but i paid nothing for it not only did i eat my fill of green curry but i paid two bucks for it and that just that's just fun right that's that's just fun and then the people are nice like every, everybody seems to have a smile on their face and Thai is this crazy hard tonal language and so you don't you know it's really hard for you to understand but but you hear everybody like it's like they're singing everybody's like oh, really? it's all got these in fact just to say hello and I'll butcher this horribly but it's like sawadee ka sawadee ka I mean, doesn't that just make you happy and so all of these things are happening around you and it, and it just it just makes it fun but i think the thing that makes it That special place for me, and uh, maybe it's this part of me, the the rebel part, to be in a place that there are rules, but they're not really rules, and that some of the crazy strict rules, you know, uh, hall monitor type stuff we got going on around here, like, it's just just not there, so when you're at the beach, it's just kind of no holes barred. You know, they do the parasail, but the boat just pulls up on the shore, and you just jump on, and I remember watching somebody go out there and jump on, and they were up in the sky, and they were having some trouble, which is, you know, <laughs> that's, they might have some trouble. That's, what, that's one of the downsides. But anyway, the guy would just, would just jump on the, on the line and climb, shimmy up the rope, and go check on the person and make sure that they were okay. It's like, that's the way it ought to be, you know? I mean, I, I, and it's just fun to be in a place where it's like, you know, ah, oh, speed limit, ah, oh, this, ah, oh, you know, it's like, it's, there's not really a rule, because sometimes the fun places you try to go around here, like, you know, right, they just suck all the fun out of it, because there's too many rules, and so when the rules aren't really rules, it's like, man, this is my kind of place. kind of feels like when you're back in school, and you've got this really hard teacher who's real, real strict, and they're out one day, and you've got a sub, Oh, yeah. This is sub day, man. We're going to get away with whatever we want to get away with today. I remember looking over at my buddies and being like, oh, yeah. It's on until the day that that mean teacher came back and had told the sub to write down the name of anybody who broke his rules. And he lined us all up in the hall and walked out with this massive paddle. I realized, oh, I guess that was really a rule. (laughs) Which has also happened to me in Thailand. I uh, I mean, one of the big things in Thailand is you're supposed to respect the king. And everywhere you go, there, there are photos of the king. And you should, you're supposed to give respect to, to him and to his photo. And when a, even when you go to a movie theater, before the movie starts, they play the national anthem. And basically, it's this homage to the king. And you are supposed to stand up. And if you don't stand up, you will find out. It's important. It's not just a rule. No, it's like it's 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 law. When, uh, when you go in on a tourist, kind of quick tourist visa, they give you a little sheet of paper, and you're supposed to keep that throughout your stay, and that gets you back out of the country. Well, I was there back in November, and I didn't keep my little sheet of paper, because you know, it's, it's a substitute today, right? <laughs> well, they, the immigration lady was like, huh? Like, what, are you, you're not going to let me out of the country? Where's your sheet of paper? I don't, I don't have my sheet of paper. And we just kind of stood there for a while. Finally, she gave me a sheet to fill out, but she acted very upset with me. <laughs> Found out, man, this is actually a rule. And what happens when you're in a place like that is you get, you get lulled into kind of feeling like I, I, I'm above the law. And like, like nothing really counts. This is the way India was. And when we moved back, I had a horrible time submitting to rules. Because like we just lulled into like things. We kind of are above them. And I fear that as followers of Jesus, that we, we, we've, we live under grace. And the more that we understand grace, sometimes I think something that we start to maybe do, do is get lulled to the place that, that commands aren't really, that, you know, some of the things that God says, this is a really important thing that you should take really seriously, we kind of go, yeah, but, yeah, 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 but, you know, Jesus has got me and I'm under grace. And we just don't, we don't take it that seriously. So we see them as suggestions instead of as commands. And I don't know if there's one that's bigger than this command to Sabbath. You know, because that, that seems like one of those that, is he really serious? I mean, that's so countercultural to us because we're, we're we, you know, our productivity means so much to us. And so for God to say, hey, you're supposed to stop and be unproductive, did he, did he even really mean that? You know, last week, we, as we started, we looked at how in creation God gave us this model of, of working and then this this rest in Genesis chapter 2, verse 3. God blessed the seventh day and made it holy and set apart and special. And and as it describes it, it says that he rested, which is the word we said last week, the word Shabbat, which is where we get the word Sabbath from. That literally means to cease and desist, that God had been very productive in his creative work, and he stopped. He ceased. That's the model that God gave us, but then today we're going to look at that's also the, the command that he's given us. The, uh, the Ten Commandments. <laughs> Nice. <laughs> I'll try to recover this. So the, the, there's a lot of commands in the scriptures, right? There's, there, there's a lot of commands. There's a lot of things we go up, Man, this is something that God expects from us. But if I say, hey, you know, what, what are the ones that you know we're going we're gonna to throw out? I mean, this top ten list, the ten commandments that were given to, to Israel after they, they were freed from Egyptian bondage. And what of those do you know? Which one of those could you name off today? In in, uh, Exodus chapter 20, they're listed. And, you know, of the ten, the one that gets the the most words anyway, is this command to remember the Sabbath day and keep it holy. In fact, it's a really interesting command in this list of God because he says, you shall have no other gods before me. You shall not make for yourself an, an idol. You shall not take the name of the Lord your God in vain. You shall not murder. You shall not commit adultery. You shall not steal. You shall not bear false witness. You shall not covet uh, your neighbor's possessions and things. And then there's these odd to-dos. Honor your father and mother. And then remember the Sabbath day and keep it holy. It's in the the top ten, y'all. It's, it's kind of a big deal. So let's, let's read exactly what he says. Genesis, I mean, Exodus chapter 20, verse 8. Remember the Sabbath day and, and keep it holy. Now, remember, that's an interesting command that you should make sure that you, that you remember this. And some of you guys, I mean, I know some folks in this room that you know a lot of people's birthday. I can barely remember my own. So that command that, hey, you need to remember... Makes a lot of sense to me because it's easy for us to forget. And obviously, God knew that this would be something that was easy for his people to forget and to pass over. So he says, remember this, this this Sabbath ceasing day. Keep it holy. Keep it. Protect it. Make sure that it's set apart and special from the other days of your week and of your life keep it. There's some action in keeping and holding and not letting it just fall into the norm. There's some protection that's involved. Six days you shall labor and do all of your work. All of your work. on Six days you do all of your work. But the seventh day is a Sabbath day to the Lord your God. So this is a day that's it's designated and set aside, and it's holy. And the point of it is to worship to. The point, the reason we observe the day is it points to and worships the Lord our God. It shows that he is that powerful and that great and that much in control, and you recognize that he's got this thing, and you're able to rest. And this day is, is unto him. On it you shall not do any work. You, your son which is hard, because I like to get my boys working, you know. It says, e- even your son, your daughter, your male servant, your female servant, even your, your livestock, the sojourner who is with you in your gates. So, not just you, but everyone who's in your household, everyone that's, you know, around and under your leadership, a- anybody that you have control over what their day might look like, even your, the animals, hey, there's a day of rest, make it holy. For in six days the Lord made the heaven and the earth and the sea and all that's in them and rested on the seventh day. Therefore the Lord blessed the Sabbath day and he made it it holy. Six days all the work, the seventh day, this day that's set apart and holy. You know, it, it reminds me of the way that you know, when we talk every year, you know, we have a, a time that we talk about how we deal with our finances and what God expects of that and how, man, we've got this much and we budget that, that money and there's a part of it that we, that we set aside and how amazing it is that that thing, that, that part that we give to God that's designated to him, that's set apart for him, that's holy to him, that somehow he makes more happen with this than if we try to take this and do it all in the same way with our time. We budget our time, and there's this, this Sabbath day that's set apart unto him. And it's crazy how he can make us more productive with this time than if we try to do all of this. This, uh, this book that I was reading, actually uh, Emotionally he- Healthy Spirituality, that we had the class off of, uh, the guy that wrote it was talking about how these pioneers, and I'll butcher this story too, but these pioneers were, were headed across country, headed west, and, and they had a debate between them because they weren't celebrating the Sabbath. And they were pushing it all seven days. And a group of them said, no, we need, to, we need to take a Sabbath day and honor our God. And some of them said, hey, we can't do that. We won't make it in time. So half of them observed the Sabbath and half of them didn't. Guess which group got there first? The group that observed the Sabbath. Because God knows what he's doing. Remember the Sabbath day. Keep it holy. You know, it would be easy to just forget and maybe just blow by it. I had something happen uh, this a uh, couple weeks ago. Uh, Terry and I had our 22nd wedding anniversary. And I know uh, Charlie's been talking about his 25th. I guess he'll always be ahead of me. But we got, we got 22. And, um, and we planned and made sure we did some fun things and had a, had a lot of fun. But I made a critical error, fellas, which after 22 years, I shouldn't have made. But I made it. I made all this plan, and we did all these incredible things, but we did it the days before the actual date, you know? So when the actual date came, man, I had spent all my money, I had taken all my time, and the actual date, we didn't really, you know, we didn't re- I, I didn't really plan anything all that special that day. You know, it's not that I didn't remember it, I, I just didn't think that it was that big of a deal, because uh, even before the date, we had celebrated well. So I wake up that morning, and i uh, fixing some breakfast, and Terry walks in, and she just got, kind of got this scowl on her face, you know? Bad attitude. I mouth something off about what your problem is, you know? Kind of do what I did, I made a couple jokes, thinking that would cheer her up. <laughs> Only made it worse. Got to lunch, thought, well, surely by lunch, she's going to be better. No, she was acting the same way. Now I'd rubbed off on the kids. They had a bad attitude, too. I mean, what's your problem, you know? Started to feel it kind of stir up in me, like, hey, I'm, I'm not liking this, you know? We had so much fun these last few days. I did all these things. Man, I obviously honored our anniversary, but now you're acting like this. What's wrong with you today? Got to dinner. She was still acting that way, and I had this kind of thought way back in my mind, like, I mean, is she, does she care that today's the actual day and we're not doing anything on the actual day? But I just kind of pushed that thought aside, like, no, man, we had so much fun the days before. Man, it comes time to, to, to go to bed, and I just, finally, I just blow up. Hey, what's your deal? She blows up back at me, and uh, we're throwing things, you know. I mean, it's, it's, it, we're, we're at, at, at fever pitch, mad, and finally she says, because today's the anniversary day. I said, I know, but we did this, but today's the day. The day mattered. It mattered. And I just kind of blew by like it didn't matter. We can take this command and we can just kind of blow by it and pretend like it doesn't matter. But it matters to God, y'all. And when we say that he's Lord, saying that he's Lord and actually living like he's Lord, or, you know, right, Those those are two different things. And for most of us, we just blow right by this command like he doesn't really mean it, but he means it. And it matters. And if he's going to be our Lord, then we're going to, we're going to obey. Shabbat is also a, a covenant between us and our God. It's this, uh, this symbol and this sign of the relationship that we have with him and how incredible that he is. In Exodus chapter 31, it, uh, it goes further into detail about what, what God expects from the Sabbath. Beginning in verse uh, 12, he says, And the Lord said to Moses, You are to speak to the people of Israel and say, Above all, you shall keep my Sabbaths. He, He takes it and he puts it above all things and he says, Above all, you need to keep these Sabbaths, for it is a sign between you, between me and you throughout your generations, that you may know I, the Lord, sanctify you. He I set you apart from the other peoples. So, so keep it in context, right? This, this, this people, his God's chosen people, Israel, have been in Egyptian bondage. In fact, in uh, in Exodus chapter one, it kind of gives a description of what that was like for them. The Egyptians were in dread of the people of Israel, so they ruthlessly made the people of Israel work as slaves, and made their lives bitter with hard service and mortar and brick and all kinds of work in the field. In all their work, they ruthlessly made them work as slaves. So that's what their life was like in Egyptian bondage. And now God has set them free. And he has this covenant relationship with his people. And this day of a Sabbath is a day that free people get to rest. And all the peoples around them that are looking on, this people and their God, they have a relationship with their God where they, they get a day off. And this sign and the symbol that they celebrate it again and again. So to God, it's a huge deal. This is like this between Terry and I. You know, we made some commitments 22 years ago to one another, and we put these rings on each other's fingers. And this is a sign and a seal that says, hey, I am in a covenant special relationship with that woman. Not with anybody else. It's between me and her. And if I take it off, then it's like, what? Then I look like I'm just an ordinary single guy. No, but when I got my my sign and my seal on, this says that I'm connected to her and we're committed to one another. Here in Exodus chapter 31, it's like this is this sign of this covenant relationship that you have with me, God says tells everybody and all your neighbors looking on that we're, we're connected and that you trust me and that I provide for you, that you can trust that I'm going to take care of you, so much so that you can have a day that's unproductive and I'm going to meet your needs, I'm going to protect you. Your God is that big and that strong, and your worship to me is stopping and recognizing it, ceasing Shabbat. You shall keep the Sabbath because it is holy and special for you. Everyone who profanes it shall be put to death. Now, I don't know, man, all the, all the, the commands that are in the scriptures, you might just put, put a special note by the ones that, that ha, ha, carry a death sentence. I was talking to Charlie earlier this week. He said he did that one time in college. He just went through and figured, you know, I, I might want that list. <laughs> Any command that God made that had a death sentence, I might just want to know what that list is, you know. This is one of those commands that God says it, it carries uh, for, for Israel. It carries a death sentence. You keep the Sabbath, everyone who profanes it will be put to death. Whoever does work on it, that sh- soul shall be cut off from among the people. Why is it such a big deal to him? Because this is one of those huge signs for them and for everybody watching them that this God Yahweh is different. He's different. He set them free, and he's powerful. So powerful that they can cease. And if they don't celebrate it then, it, then it hurts that witness. It hurts that reputation. And God cares about his reputation, and he cares about this covenant relationship. So he says, keep the Sabbath. Six days you shall work, but on the seventh day is a Sabbath of solemn. Solemn is, is, is complete rest, holy and set apart to the Lord. Whoever does any work on the Sabbath shall be put to death. That's twice. That's twice he said, man, this this thing is important. Therefore, the people of Israel shall keep the Sabbath, observing the Sabbath throughout their generations as a covenant forever and a sign forever between me and the people of Israel that in six days the Lord made the heavens and the earth and on the seventh day he rested and was refreshed. Here he is, it was refreshed. And the expectation of us is that this idea of a Sabbath would be a day that we're refreshed. On, um, on one of these trips to Thailand, we, uh, we were on a boat that went from kind of the main uh, beach out to a, to a little island. And it was a pretty big boat, and there were a lot of people on it. And when you looked over, man, that water was just, I mean, clear, but, you know, that perfect blue, and you could kind of see some of the fishes down in there, and they were beautiful, and, and the whole time we're riding on this boat, I'm just thinking, man, I don't want to be on the boat. I want to be with the fishies. I want to I, I be in the water, you know. How quickly can this boat stop so I can get off the boat and get it in the water. Well, sure enough, they stop, and they say something about, hey, we're going to stop here for a while, and then all all I heard was blah, 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 because I had already taken off for a dead sprint for the front of the boat, and I did my best swan dive. Because, again, you know, (laughs) in Thailand, you can do that. Nobody's going to take you to jail. So I'm like, (laughs) whoo, And I start to swim, and the water is the perfect temperature. And sure enough, the fish are all there, and it's it's awesome. Now I can swim, but I I don't last very long. So I start, you know. But I was like, oh man, this is incredible, and I try to do. But I was, but then I'm like, oh man, I'm a long ways from the boat, and I don't know if I can make it back. And I look back, and uh, there's this line forming where they're handing out life jackets, and goggles, and snorkels. And I guess that's what that guy said after he said, "We're gonna stop, and you can swim a little while." And I thought at that moment, you know, I probably would be enjoying this thing a little bit more if I had just put the life jacket on and the and the goggles and the snorkel. But instead, in my impatience and in my I just, I just jumped in headfirst, and now I'm a hurried, worried, panting mess. And I felt like that pretty much could be my testimony today as it, as it is to Sabbath. I'm just diving into life, following the way my, the culture around me works, basing my, my significance upon my productivity, and all along God has this command, this ancient command in the Scriptures that says, hey, man, I'm bigger than that. Stop, recognize who I am, what I am in your life, the relationship that we share. Stop. Stop. And I promise I'll make more out of your six days than you can make out of your seven. The question is am I going to obey?